0: Welcome to The Writer's Corner, a special episode edition of The Power Within Her, where we're all about learning how to write books. My name's Megan, and I'm a super enthusiastic author, future publisher, and current writing coach with 10 years of writing and teaching experience. Now I'm on a mission to empower you to write the story that I know you're itching to write. Because, girlfriend, your voice and experience in story matters. So together, we're going to lean into the fear, dance with doubt, and have some fun as we develop the skills and mindset you need to write your own book. Are you ready to begin your journey to be an author? All right then, let's turn the page. Happy Friday, my friend, and welcome to another Writer's Corner episode. I am jazzed that you're here because today's episode was inspired by a speaking gig that I had the other day, which is just so cool and so exciting, and my body has not stopped vibrating from the (laughs) OMG-ness. Of the entire situation. So I am like a giant human firecracker right now. And I just wanted to tell you and be real with you and just kind of like link arms with you and say, oh, girlfriend, I have this amazing information I want to share with you that my book, The Power Within Her Guide to Journaling, is 100% what got me the job. So we're just going to kind of like full on go down the side path here for just a second. Like, This is what writing a book can do for you. It can open up doors and present you with opportunities that were not available to you before. Stuff like speaking, stuff like teaching courses, stuff like coaching, you know, all the above. (laughs) What, you know, has, has happened for me since publishing my book. And I don't say that from like a flip my hair over my shoulders, like, look at me, woo! Like, you know me. You know my character. (laughs) If you've listened to this podcast for two hot seconds, you know that is not what I'm about, right? I'm saying this in more of the spirit of like, girlfriend, you're my friend. Like, let's freaking go. This is what is possible for you if you get out of your own way and write your damn book. So if you've got a book idea on your heart, you have got to take the plunge and write the damn thing because it is so worth it, not only in terms of the doors that it opens for you, but in the amazing impact that you get to make because you are brave enough to write a book. And if you're like, ah, Megan, I hear you, but I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, how am I supposed to write a whole ass book? Girl, do not you worry. I have got a super affordable course that launches on August 29th that can help you out with that. Just check the show notes for all the juicy information. And just truly, the last little (laughs) sidebar piece of information I want to share with you is to remember that your voice and your story and your experiences, your ideas, all of it matters there is some woman out there who needs to hear your story so you've got to write the book and I know that that was kind of a big long side tangent but like seriously your voice and your story and your experiences your ideas all of it freaking matters and you just have to do it you have to write the book if you feel called to do so anyway getting us back on the path here (laughs) um when I was asked to speak the other day I was asked to speak at this like social media mastermind coaching program thing about journaling and ideas and the mindset behind ideas and one of the things that the women in the group were struggling with was actually execution. So they were able to come up with ideas just fine but it but they were in their own way when it came to actually following through on their ideas and posting them because they were judging themselves. They were comparing themselves. They felt like their ideas just weren't good enough, right? And so one of the biggest mindset obstacles that popped up was perfectionism. So I thought that it would be really fun today, here and now, to talk about that, to really give us a mindset shift when it comes to perfectionism and expecting perfection from our ideas. So instead of just riffing on the topic, I'm actually going to read to you from my book Guide to Journaling. There's a section in chapter 3 of the book that I think is going to empower you to stop expecting perfection from your initial ideas and it's then going to help you to get a manuscript finished if you do have that call on your heart to write a book. So without further ado, let's dive in. Ideas can be equally magical and scary, especially when we share them with others. To share our ideas is to be vulnerable, and there's always a chance that an idea we care about could get shot down, dismissed, or brutally judged. Full disclosure, I've been there thousands of times, implicitly and explicitly, in my personal and professional life. When it does happen, it stings really freaking bad, right? And then what? What? We start to develop a series of limiting beliefs about generating and sharing our ideas, such as crippling doubt, negative thinking, and even catastrophizing. When I think about generating ideas and sharing them with other people, doubt is usually in the driver's seat, and maybe that's the case for you too. For example, during my senior year of college, I had a crystal clear idea in my final film paper on the remake of True Grit with Haley Steinfeld and Jeff Bridges. However, instead of just going for it all on my own, I went to my professor's office to get his stamp of approval because I didn't trust that my idea was good enough. My doubt told me, hey, you think this is a good idea, but it probably sucks, so you better go get permission. But being the awesome person and educator my film professor is, he refused me that stamp of approval. To this day, I'll never forget the lovingly annoyed look on his face when I asked if the idea was okay. He forced me to trust that my idea was good enough, and guess what? I did. Despite the doubt sitting on my shoulder, I chose to believe in my idea, wrote the paper, and earned an A. Now don't get me wrong. Not all ideas are good ideas. For instance, if your idea to make some money is to rob a bank, that's not a good idea. Or maybe you've been in a creative dry spell for your blog, so you decide to steal someone else's content. Again, that is not a good idea, because plagiarism and stealing someone else's intellectual property is not cool. So yes, of course, some ideas are bad or even criminal. Nevertheless, the point is that when it comes to generating and sharing ideas from our beautiful and brilliant brains, we sometimes allow doubt to take over like an unwanted house guest who makes themselves way too comfortable. This is because we're scared, which results in negative, quote-unquote, logic. We convince ourselves that doubting our ideas is acceptable because if it doesn't work out, then we're, quote-unquote, safe, and we've, quote-unquote, protected ourselves since we didn't think it was going to pan out anyway. On the other hand, there's also the possibility that if our ideas do work out, we feel good for a bit, but then doubt seeps back in and we catastrophize. We think, OMG, this is going so well, but when is it going to blow up in my face and fail? Regardless, when our suspicions that our ideas quote-unquote suck are confirmed because someone else, a spouse or a friend, a boss, agent, publisher, Instagram follower, shot down our idea we start telling ourselves stories that don't serve us, such as, why did I say something in that board meeting? I'm not an ideas person. Or, I knew that idea wasn't going to be good. Or, wow, that was such a measly number of views on my Instagram reel. Maybe I can't create content. Or, she posts on TikTok 20 times a day, and I can't come up with ideas that fast, so I'll never be good as her. If any of these stories feel or sound familiar, I feel you. If I had a dollar for every time I've had a thought like this, I'd be able to buy each of my friends and family members a car. For real though, stories like this create some seriously limiting beliefs around our ability to generate and believe in our ideas because we're so focused on what other people think. Then we self-sabotage or, as I like to say, we take ourselves out before we've even started or given ourselves a legitimate chance. We can use our journals to generate and develop our ideas, to explore and grow them into something awesome and impactful. Without my journal, I guarantee you that my podcast, this book, future books, and an impactful workshop series on personal growth for my students at my university last year wouldn't exist. Journaling about our ideas gives us the space to figure them out so that we can let them soar. Section 1, Abandon Perfection and Embrace Curiosity You are allowed to have non-criminal ideas that smell like rancid rotten eggs. It's one of those things that are just a fact of life, like taxes, death, and my love of the TV show Gilmore Girls. Because we live in a consumption-based culture, we're always taking in information on social media, in podcasts, in books, etc., Oftentimes, we consume what we desire in some way. So we constantly see women who seem to really, really have their shit together or women we consider to have made it like their entire person, their content, their mission is absolute fire. We find ourselves scrolling through her Instagram or her website thinking, holy crap, I will never be as perfect or as wonderful as her. What we often forget is that we're seeing her life years into her journey while ours may have just merely begun. In all likelihood, it's taken a boatload of ugly cries, doubting, inner work, and trial and error to get where she is. And even then, she's still not perfect, right? Because we both know we only see the illusion of perfection we've projected onto that woman. It makes us think that whatever ideas we have for our social media pages, businesses, podcasts, products, blogs, websites, books, have to be on point and totally figured out on the first try. Our society makes it seem like we can't start messy or even make an attempt until it's flawless. Cue eye roll. Of course, everyone is different. I mean, There might be some unearthly human out there who can churn out a pristine idea with no need for further development or revision, though in all honesty, that's not really how it should work. When we first have an idea, we're just getting to know it, what we want to do with it, what it could become, and even why we care about it. Bettering the idea actually can be fun. But we often have this unrealistic expectation that our ideas need to be perfect straight out of the gate. When we do this, we might snuff out the potential of a spectacular idea because we approached it with a desperate energy, which, according to Gabby Bernstein, author of Super Attractor and The Universe Has Your Back, the universe doesn't actually respond to. When we expect too much too soon from our idea in its infant stages, we wind up feeling anxious, stressed, and overwhelmed. We might even think, ugh, it's just not working. Then we decide to abandon the idea before we've even given it a chance. So seriously, girlfriend, that is such a tragedy. This idea was placed on your heart and your mind for a reason. As Elizabeth Gilbert, journalist and author of Big Magic and Eat, Pray, Love suggests, if you don't capitalize on this idea, it will eventually go to another person and you'll have missed your shot. So let's promise each other right now, to embrace our ideas with open minds and high hopes. Here's a reframe that's been working for me. Instead of demanding too much from our ideas at first, we need to adopt a curious mindset and be patient. By doing so, we give ourselves the time and space to organically nurture the idea. When we don't approach our ideas with that mindset, we put too much pressure on ourselves and the idea, which might stunt or stop its growth. Think of it this way. When a little bean sprout pops its head out of the dark, rich soil in our garden, we don't immediately dump a gallon of water onto it, shouting, Grow, damn it! Give me the delicious beans right now! (laughs) Ideas like plants need love, patience, and time to organically develop. At the end of the day, initial ideas with all their craziness, chaos, and imperfection are a blessing. Be grateful for them in their raw state because with time, patience, curiosity, and love, the idea will bloom beyond your wildest imagination. So instead of demanding immediate perfection from your idea, respect it and love it by being curious. With this infinitely more positive approach, our ideas have more room to blossom. Of course, that's easier said than done, especially if our livelihood rests on idea generation. But as Gabby Bernstein mentions all the time, the universe does not respond to desperate energy. Even if we want our idea to work out right now, trust that taking a step back and putting on that exploratory hat is in our best interest now and in the long run. You've got this. I hope that this episode was helpful for you and that you picked up a tip or two on how to shift your mindset when it comes to journaling um, and how it can actually help us to nurture our ideas and to empower us to stop demanding perfection from our ideas straight out of the gates. I love you. I believe in you. I'm just so grateful you're here with me. If you're interested, make sure to check out the show notes for more information on the Intro to Writing Your Book course that launches August 29th. That said, my friends, I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. And hey, never, ever forget how amazing you are, how incredible, how beautiful, brilliant, smart, bold, and talented you are. I am rooting for you always, always, and forever. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll chat again soon.